This audio white paper is brought to you by DeSantis Brindell. Technology branding, building long-term value in a system update world. A brand is a brand is a brand. And then there are technology brands. While other industries face new competitors, Technology companies face disruptors, companies that completely alter the competitive landscape and threaten the very survival of legacy players. And these disruptors have a little habit of coming at us more and more frequently. Can any brand withstand a disruptor? Do technology brands have staying power? Or must they evolve as fast as the companies and products they stand for are updated or replaced? In a category ever abuzz about the latest and greatest, is branding even important? Well, in an environment where many think you're only as good as your latest release, you could argue that brand is even more important for companies looking to truly break through into long-term success. Brand can separate today's flash-in-the-pan hit from tomorrow's market leader. Brand can drive a constant experience across a product or service line even as a company continually introduces new features or reinvents itself. Technology companies that embrace their brand as an articulation of the promise that they deliver through their people, their products, and their services will elevate their value in the market and better position themselves for long-term success. Before we dig in, it's worth noting that the very definition of technology is evolving with major implications for branding. Not long ago, The industry was defined by hardware and software, IBM and Microsoft, and everything in between. But today, old definitions just don't cut it. Is IBM a technology brand or a professional services brand? Is Netflix a technology company or is it a media company? And what about Amazon? Is it an online juggernaut or a web-enabled catalog retailer? While we prefer an expansive and porous definition of technology, amid an industry of shifting boundaries, let's focus on companies who generate the bulk of their business directly through the sale of technology products and services. In fact, adopting too narrow of a definition can be dangerous. For example, the Wall Street Journal never thought of itself as a technology company, and it definitely didn't see itself as competing with technology companies. Then along came Bloomberg, which understood that it sat squarely at the intersection of technology and financial information. The journal, and its parent Dow Jones, was sold to News Corp for $5 billion in 2007. In 2008, Bloomberg was valued at $25 billion. And, in 2009, News Corp wrote down the value of Dow Jones by $2.8 billion. The journal had, and continues to have, a venerable brand. But that brand was stuck in a world which media and technology were oil and water. Failure to understand what constituted a technology company may have cost Dow Jones shareholders billions of dollars. Despite shifting definitions, and amid all this change and uncertainty, there are several principles that drive successful technology branding. First, understand ROI versus ROE. Second, Keep up with the ever-changing technology buyer. Third, know your place on the brand spectrum. Fourth, brand confidence. Lastly, simplify 
but don't dumb down. In any category, branding always begins with understanding your audience. And in consumer products, audience segmentation typically encompasses demographic and psychographic segmentation. These are important in technology brands, but they're really not the whole story. Technology markets are usually either business or consumer, although some companies, for example, Apple and HP, straddle both. B2B technology products must deliver a return on investment, or as many refer to it, ROI. And it is the job of technology brands to convey confidence that the promised ROI will be delivered. In other words, for a significant new investment in an ERP system or data center, what can I expect by way of results? A brand can support the expectation of positive returns. In B2B sales, these expected returns can be communicated in dollar terms or some measure of operating efficiency. But instilling assurance that these financial and operational results will materialize, that is the job of a brand. In fact, as technology becomes more and more complex and technology solutions more and more interconnected, a brand has to work even harder to instill confidence in the promised ROI. A recent client of ours, a national energy conservation firm, went to market with a message that was built on a simple proposition. Its technology-driven process would deliver savings that were guaranteed to exceed its fees. But research showed that customers didn't understand or even trust how the savings were calculated. In light of this skepticism, what good was the guarantee? Despite the company's deep reliance on technology in the delivery of their consulting services, they had built their business around the notion of behavioral change, typically failing to communicate their wealth of technology-driven capabilities. Massive energy conservation could be achieved, the story went, simply by altering habits of building operations and management, by downplaying or even avoiding the technological prowess of the company. Potential customers failed to appreciate the value of this ROI promise. Highlighting the behavioral change, rather than the technology tools and resources that supported this change, was leading potential clients to believe that they could easily achieve the results themselves, DIY energy costs savings. The value proposition had been based on technology-enabled guaranteed savings, but the brand didn't inspire the trust needed to make that value proposition credible. With a new value proposition, reflecting a go-to-market story that repositioned the firm as the technology company they truly are, the firm was able to communicate a powerful and relevant story, a story that converted technology and data from features into powerful support for the company's ROI promise. In contrast to B2B, B2C brands must deliver a return on emotion, or ROE. Increasingly, consumers feel a strong personal bond with their technology products, smartphones, tablets, PCs, you name it. More than most consumer products, technology products influence how we conduct our lives. It used to be said that clothes make the man, but we would argue that today, technology defines the person far more than apparel. Your choice of smartphone, the case you carry it in, the apps you download, and the games you play on it say more about you than almost anything not directly linked to your genetic code. For the consumer, 
The tech buying decision is about identity and personal expression as much as it is about features and functionality. Within a year of Apple introducing a new tablet or smartphone, its competitors inevitably come out with their own models that often outpace the original, if reviews and blogs are to be believed. Yet, there remains an enormous customer base that won't consider anything but an Apple product. Apple makes the technology clothing that these consumers want to wear. It delivers unique ROE. Interestingly, Samsung, which outsells Apple in the mobile category, markets its Galaxy S4 smartphone as a life companion, a clear play to ROE. ROE isn't irrelevant in B2B technology branding, although we would argue that ROI takes precedence. Recently, a Swiss-based company was looking to break into the U.S. market with its tablet-based presentation platform for global pharmaceutical and financial services companies. The firm's legacy brand was all about what the product did, and their communications tended towards the jargon of the B2B technology world. Yet, research showed that a core reason senior sales and marketing executives purchased the platform was that it enhanced their own brands and inspired confidence in their sales force. Yes, the dazzling tablet-enabled graphics were great, and they loved the analytics that the platform provided, the all-important ROI. But what clinched the sale was the emotional connection between the product and the people who would be using it. ROE. The company ultimately came to market with a strategy driven by impact with insight, reflecting the dual nature of the company's value proposition. Dazzling presentations, real-time sales, and marketing intelligence. The offering empowered customer sales like nothing else in the market. And while the nuts and bolts, the ROI, told a nice story, it was the passion it engendered among the users, ROE, that enabled this company to expand well beyond its roots to a global client base across a range of industries. Understanding the role of ROI and ROE in a B2B and B2C technology branding is crucial to developing brands that will really resonate. ROI and ROE are important in many categories, but they are deeply embedded in the very heart of technology. Understanding buyer behavior is, of course, critical to brand building. In technology branding, Understanding buyer behaviors requires ongoing vigilance because the nature of the technology buyer is always evolving with profound significance for branding. On both the consumer and B2B sides, this change is a result of technology becoming more integral to the way we live our lives and conduct business. Remember the very earliest days of the PC, dominated by brands such as Radio Shack and Compaq with no internet, no portable memory and with digital photography 20 years off in the future, these companies struggled to find a value proposition that would impel someone to shell out thousands of dollars for a big, clunky piece of electronics. Organize your recipes. Consult an encyclopedia. Teach yourself chess. The reality was, in the absence of truly practical applications, tech products were for tech junkies. The early adopters, who star in every intro marketing textbook, and on the business side, technology decisions were the exclusive province of IT specialists 
After all, they were most likely to be the only ones who would actually use the stuff. Fast forward to the present. The internet, digital photography, mobility, social media, word processing, and a myriad of other applications have transformed technology from a nice-to-have to a must-have. And consumer technology brands have evolved with this change. Ironically, as consumers have become more sophisticated, the brands have become less techy. Where they used to focus on how a product works, they now focus on what a product can do for you. Think of Apple, whose brand has become increasingly pared down as its products have become more powerful and ubiquitous. In a sense, technology branding became more like CPG branding. Think about it. Does P&G talk about the various chemicals that make up Tide detergent? Do Crest toothpaste ads dwell on the baking soda you scrub on your teeth? Of course not. It's all about making your clothes and your teeth whiter and brighter. Does Microsoft market the code behind Word or PowerPoint or its new operating system? Of course not. It's all about the power these programs and systems put at your fingertips. It wasn't too long ago that Intel-powered messages in the PC market focused on technical specs, like chip speed and capacity, as the defining criteria in the purchase experience. As computers moved to more day-to-day -day usage, and as the technology specs soared to a point where even good enough was well beyond the needs of 95% of users, manufacturers increasingly differentiated on the intangibles, design, experience, brand. On the B2B side, the big change has been the decentralization of the buying decision. As with consumers, this change has been driven by the ubiquity of technology throughout the organization. Buying power is shifting away from the CIO. As the importance of technology has grown, so has the overall cost to the business. Not surprisingly, the CFO is more involved than ever in the purchase decision. A 2012 report by Gartner and the Financial Executive Research Foundation suggests that over 40% of companies anticipate that their CFOs will have a significantly larger role in IT buying. Furthermore, IT services research and consulting firm Everest Group conducted a survey in 2012 and found that IT professionals initiated only 25% of IT initiatives within companies. In other words, three-quarters of IT initiatives began with the users of technology. Chief marketing officers are also getting in the game. The rise of big data brings a virtual infinity of information at the marketer's fingertips. Tools such as Salesforce and various marketing dashboards put technology to work, identifying and tracking customers and their behavior. In another 2013 report, Gardner predicted that CMOs will spend more on IT than CIOs by the year 2017. Today, marketers have the ability to track purchasing behavior online and, with the rise of mobile networks and GPS, out in the real world. No wonder marketing executives are getting intimately involved in technology decision-making. In fact, nearly every functional area of the modern enterprise has a role in major B2B technology decisions, including human resources, operations, supply chain, manufacturing, and product development. What does this all mean for branding? It means that a B2B tech brand must have a value proposition that appeals to very different audiences. 
the CIO will want reassurance that the product or service will integrate smoothly with legacy systems, and the CFO will want an appropriate return on investment. The department head, chief talent officer, for example, or CMO, will demand the right functionality above all else. Because there's no feasible way to create distinct, siloed brands for a single offering, the B2B technology brand must resonate strongly with each of these audiences. Consider a brand like Cisco. The Cisco brand is driven by an underlying promise of changing the way we live, work, play, and learn. Technology is more suggested than stated, and more implicit than explicit in illustrating how they can drive this level of change. This is a powerful, visionary message that needs to translate more tangibly across a range of key stakeholder audiences. From business decision makers, to technology decision makers, to policy makers, to investors, and many others. How Cisco has gone to market behind this promise has evolved, but the central idea has been foundational to the Cisco brand. For the technology decision makers, Cisco delivers on this promise with size, scale, leadership, and security. And for business decision makers, the message is more about what Cisco enables from a business standpoint, collaboration, richer communication, global connectivity. Several years ago, this led to a change from talking about connecting machines and powering the internet to the bigger idea of connecting people, the human network. Cisco needs to continually instill confidence among the IT buyer, but it also needs to project the bigger promise that it creates relevance for the business decision maker. And therein lies the challenge. Identifying the pillars of a brand that support a complex, multidimensional value proposition. How can you create a brand that's relevant to a broad group of decision makers while making it resonate powerfully and specifically with each individual? As with most branding challenges, the solution begins with research. It is vital to determine who the buyers are, who influences decision-making, and what their criteria are. Simply talking to the person who signs the purchase order will not work. In today's technology landscape, that person probably wields little, if any, purchasing power. As information has become more readily available to buyers, more and more decision-makers are becoming involved in the buying process. And because technology companies are putting out reams or terabytes of content to drive buyers to engage, everyone that the buyer comes in contact with must be just as knowledgeable about the products as the marketing department. The pitfall for many technology companies is that they rely on techno-speak, forgetting that the business decision-maker, the CMO or the CFO, for example, may be confused or even turned off by a stew of jargon and acronyms. Research is invaluable in understanding the language, pain points, and triggers across each of the decision-makers and influencers. In the B2B space, a technology purchase is a considered decision. With multiple voices driving and influencing a purchase decision, the sales cycle can take months, sometimes even years, as products are evaluated and tested, contracts vetted and negotiated. Consumer purchases are generally faster, sometimes even impulsive, and typically involve only one individual who is both the technology buyer and user. 
market research in the consumer space to understand the differing demographic and psychographic profiles of your audiences is standard fare for major consumer product brands. Online tracking tools such as retargeting, A-B testing, and consumer journey tracking further enhance marketers' knowledge of consumer behaviors and perceptions. But the B2B process is more complex. More voices at the table, longer sales cycles, and rarely a straight-line experience that can track end-to-end customer journey through to purchase. In an increasingly interconnected world, a technology decision does not happen in a vacuum. Compatibility, interoperability, availability of product or applications, network issues, etc. are all factors that will lead to a more considered purchase. Influencers can play a crucial role, peers, family members, product reviews, and bloggers. In both B2B and B2C technology products and services, the temptation is strong to create a brand that speaks to one feature or appeals to the buyer alone, and not to the ecosystem of influencers and decision makers. This temptation is strong because it is easy, both from a marketing perspective and operationally, but it is not a long-term strategy. Features are quickly copied or have a limited shelf life. Remember the push-to-talk feature from Nextel? It was a singular application that resonated with a niche audience. Today, it's extinct. Standalone products are quickly usurped by multi-purpose tool. Think point-and-shoot video cameras or GPS devices. Considered decisions require brands that can withstand multiple layers of scrutiny. This means that creating a technology brand is more complex than finding a catchphrase or tagline. The brand must attract attention at a high level, but stand up to deeper and deeper levels of evaluation. Often, this means that the brand must be supported by messages that are carefully mapped to different audiences. The user, the influencer, the partner, and so on. What's more, the technology brand must address different levels of investigation, from the superficial, is this a quality offering, to the deep, is this interoperable? Consider Cisco again. Product specs and detailed performance indicators will read as technobabble for many key influencers, but this information remains a vital part of the communications journey for the user. By the same token, IT decision-makers may see high-concept Cisco TV ads connecting elementary school students across the globe and find them, well, elementary. Yet the high-concept stuff couldn't fly with the IT guys without the goods to back it up. And IT may never even be engaged in the discussion if the business leaders don't see the big idea benefit that the technology presents to the business. These are messages, of course, and not brands, but they must foot back to a brand that can carry all of them to the right audiences at the right time in the purchasing decision-making process. The diversity and shifting dynamics of the technology buyer and the complexity of the purchase decision are further exacerbated by the rapid evolution of most technology products and technology companies. All successful companies travel along a spectrum, from startup to established leader. In technology, this journey occurs in what can seem like nanoseconds. Where a technology company or product happens to be on the spectrum has profound implications for how it brands itself. 
Recently, we worked on a global rebranding initiative with a leading provider of payments technology. For many years, the company was the dominant player in the payment space, their products playing a role in trillions of dollars in payment transactions per year. Now, try to picture a spectrum with infrastructure, product, process, people, vision, and purpose aligned in order from left to right. Again, infrastructure, product, process, people, vision, and purpose. Can you picture it? We'll refer to this as a brand spectrum. The company was squarely on the left side of this brand spectrum. It was the clear leader in a relatively new market. Companies on this side of the brand spectrum tend to brand around features and functionality, and for an obvious reason. As an early mover in a new market, they often possess the breakthrough features that the market wants and no one else can provide. But as the market matured, and in technology, markets mature faster than bananas, more players entered. So simply branding around features and functionality no longer worked. A product upgrade was quickly matched or surpassed by competitors. Branding around features and functionality proved to be a loser's game, which isn't to say that the products and their capabilities aren't important. But as this market leader has seen, mine is better than yours is not itself the recipe for a sustainable brand. Being an established leader in a mature market allowed this company to survive with a brand mired in the land of features and functionality. Even as new competitors emerged and potential disruptors, including eBay and Google, were challenging its very existence, the brand needed to refocus on the qualities that underpin the products, not the products themselves. On the brand spectrum, this suggests a position more towards the right, building upon qualities of the company's people, its character, and its ultimate purpose. A technology brand based on the company's people offered an opportunity to focus on the more inimitable qualities of the firm, how and where great products are created, not the products themselves. In the B2B space, some companies use a case study approach to brand around their people and the people they serve. SAP and Xerox do a good job of building their respective brands not on the products and services they sell, but rather by focusing on what they have enabled for their clients. With Xerox, for example, the Ready for Real Business line drove some memorable case study advertising initiatives with Ducati and Michelin, among others, highlighting their outsourcing capabilities that enable their clients to focus on their own core strengths. Back to the payments technology company. Research among the company's customers, prospects, and employees revealed that while its products were generally given high marks, they weren't seen as differentiated from those of competitors. What did stand out was the reputation of its people, particularly the engineers, product specialists, and customer relations professionals responsible for large-scale implementation. The company needed to change the conversation. A game of leapfrog around features and functionality was missing the point. The brand needed to be recast around the business challenges they solved and the people who solved them. In a highly depersonalized technology category focused on baud rates and model numbers, A people-based brand offers an opportunity to highlight the real points of difference and speak in ways that resonate as powerfully with business decision-makers as they do with technology buyers. 
The position on the brand spectrum farthest to the right is purpose. This refers not to the customer benefit. This needs to be baked into any brand at every position on the spectrum. Purpose refers to the company's reason for being, a higher purpose, if you will. Companies that brand around purpose are generally very well established in mature markets and have maintained leadership over multiple product cycles and can thus project a spirit of confidence and even altruism without risk of being seen as grandiose. IBM certainly falls into this category. Though the company has endured some well-publicized rough patches, it successfully transitioned from a pure hardware play to a hardware and services powerhouse. Big Blue is bigger than ever, and its brand reflects this stature, Smarter Planet. That's a brand as far right on the spectrum as you can get, until someone comes along claiming to edify the universe or the galaxy. And yet it works. It connects and elevates everything IBM does into one stunning and differentiated value proposition. We are making the world smarter. Smarter Planet is a territory that not many brands other than IBM could have claimed. Considering the heritage and deep technology reputation of IBM, their expertise is not questioned. And when they tell a story of bringing technology-driven insight to make mass transit systems run more efficiently, or to facilitate load balancing in a power plant, you get it. IBM has the credibility to tell a big global story to the point where they can inject their technology brand into almost any large-scale challenge in a relevant way. Google is an example of a technology brand that has effectively straddled the character and purpose territories. The company's mission is clear to organize the world's information and make it universally accessible and useful. This simple line goes to the heart of its brand. But there's a lightheartedness to Google's brand that speaks to its character. Think of the way it's constantly playing with its logo. How many companies have the confidence to do that? Humor and confidence are very much a part of the Google brand and their classic character traits. Cisco's brand evolution demonstrates how a technology company moves along the spectrum and quickly. 20 years ago, Cisco's brand was built around empowering the internet generation. It was a bold idea, but also rather specific. The company's products were a key driver of the burgeoning World Wide Web. As the company matured, along with the market for networking hardware, Cisco adapted its brand. This is the network, now, voiced more confidence, and replacing internet with network spoke to broader ambitions. This in turn was replaced by a brand built around the human network, which both reflected the talents of its people and humanized the enormous complexity of its networking products. But in 2012, Cisco determined that it wanted to be more than the largest computer networking equipment manufacturer it wanted to be a sort of pathfinder in the global information ecosystem, moving further along the brand spectrum to a purpose brand. This new aspiration is summed up in Cisco's new brand, Tomorrow Starts Here. As the company's core router market continued to mature and evolve, the brand and business strategy of this global leader evolved right along with it. Thinking of branding in terms of a spectrum is a particularly useful tool for technology companies as a highly innovative market will quickly push companies to speak in terms of their benefit, what they enable or what they make possible. Once the basic tenets of what they do is well understood by customers 
and mimicked by fast followers. The key is knowing where on the spectrum you have the relevance and the credibility today and where you see yourself moving towards in the future. Like all brands, technology brands need to convey a differentiated value proposition that supports a set of clear and compelling buyer benefits. Yet, technology brands bear an additional burden. They need to communicate reliability and often compatibility or interoperability. Think about it. When you buy a jar of peanut butter, you don't have to worry about what type of bread you will be eating it on or what brand of jelly you'll be pairing it with. Same thing for most products, whether B2C or B2B. But technology has become so pervasive in our personal and professional lives that it seems as if none of our gadgets operate in a vacuum. In the consumer space, this can be a nuisance and make a considered technology decision that much more so. In the B2B world, these stakes are much higher. Commitment to a technology brand is a long-term play. How will it play with the rest of our systems? Will this product integrate with my CRM or my billing software? Will this company be able to support the software upgrades of my other vendors? Will this company remain a viable entity for the expected life of this product? These questions get well beyond our typical definition of brand, but they are often integral buying criteria in the B2B space and thus play a role in how brand communicates to the market. In both B2B and B2C, compatibility and interoperability is communicated through co-branding, often a seemingly endless string of logos on sell sheets or packaging or, in the case of many flat-screen TVs, right on the product itself. These co-brands are a way for companies to try to calm the nerves around interoperability, though the sheer abundance of these logos can often be more confusing than reassuring. Apple over the years has striven to simplify this concern by building and supporting a closed product ecosystem. For the user, all they need to see is the Apple logo. Though, as Apple has grown and the product line has expanded across computers, tablets, and handsets with upgrading operating systems, this decision point is not nearly as simple as it once was. Still, the Apple brand suggests a certain commitment to the experience that gives the consumers the reassurance they need. Apple further supports this notion with the Genius Bar in the Apple stores. While many large-scale technology companies are hesitant to even let you reach them by phone, Apple makes it relatively easy for you to walk into a store for some troubleshooting and advice. As brand experiences go, this is a home run. Technology is complicated. Technology brands can't be. Simplification is almost always a core component of a successful technology brand. For Apple, this is exemplified by its products, its advertising, its interfaces. Think of Google's homepage. Even as the company has expanded well beyond its basic search function, this still remains at the heart of what they do, and the simplicity of the Google homepage reflects this. But reducing a technology brand to its simplest form isn't always the best approach. Sometimes a bit of techno-speak can be useful in creating differentiation or building credibility. The leading mobile service providers all advertise some variation on the fastest 4G network. How many consumers know that 4G stands for fourth generation, 
let alone what makes the fourth generation faster than the third. Yet that 4G suggests that there are a lot of moving pieces and smart minds behind every mobile call. Often in technology branding, the key is to make it easy for the buyer to understand how complex a product really is. Intel implicitly does this with its long-standing Intel Inside brand. It's a thoroughly simple concept that strongly suggests the ability to execute highly complex but unseen processes. The technology-powered energy conservation company detailed earlier had a brand that made its technology and data-fueled processes seem very simple. So simple, in fact, that a lot of its prospects felt that they could achieve results without the company's help. Adding jargon and showing the market the true complexity of comprehensive energy saving solutions helped decision makers understand the value this firm brought to the market. In technology, there is a subtle but critical difference between simplifying and dumbing down. And more often than not, technology brands almost always need to simplify and clarify. And it's the rare brand, such as Apple or Google, that can completely obscure, from a brand perspective, the vast layers of complexity its offering represents. Finding the balance between simplicity and complexity for a given product or company is vitally important to developing a winning technology brand. In technology, the pace of change, buyer dynamics, and the multiple levels of complexity demand a unique approach to brand development. Outside of technology, brands can endure for decades, but it's a rare technology brand that can withstand the almost constant change affecting buyers, influencers, channels, and, of course, the products and services themselves. Among the most celebrated of these changes might be the likes of Apple Computer becoming the technology and digital media juggernaut we now know as Apple. And the big blue of old, the dominant mainframe PC manufacturer, evolving into the thought-leading global technology services company we know today. Yet, in both of these cases, there is a core story that runs through even these massive evolutions in business model. For Apple, a simplicity of purpose and an idea that technology should be subservient to man has carried them through into a wide range of applications, where technology is the means rather than the entire story. For IBM, the intelligence and the deep industry knowledge and exposure that their scale allowed became a pathway to the smarter planet. A great brand is built on core principles that carry well beyond the product experience to define the people, the culture, and the approach. For technology companies, that is no different. Yet, as one day's technology company is tomorrow's media company or professional services company, it is imperative that technology brands truly understand what it is that makes them special and ensure that they look to these tenets to define how they continue to evolve their offerings and their customer relationships well into the future. DeSantis Brindell is a B2B branding and marketing firm based in New York. At Critical Inflection Points, we work with our clients to align brand strategy with business strategy, creating stories and experiences to engage customers, influence prospects, rally employees, inspire investors, and build communities. Thanks again for listening. If you enjoyed this audio white paper, go to our website at www.desantisbrendel.com 
for more insights on technology branding.